And I want to thank the Lord so much, y'all. Praise to my king. Thank you, Jesus. I want this last day here. I want to thank the Lord. All that he's done. I can't think of all the things that he did. Brother OJ said, we can't think of everything. We can't itemize the thing that he's done for us. We just say thank him. I got thank him for this year. Every single thing. What he's done in me, what he's done through me, what he's done for me, what he's done to me, has all been for my good. And I want to thank the Lord so much. And I would like to use Brother Brown's word of determination. I am determined this year to get as close to the Lord as I possibly can. Stand his statutes and his laws and just do and live the type of life he wants me to live. Because I want to be with him. And I want to thank the Lord for this group of people, for where he's placed me. And I'm just so thankful. Brother Sam, I like to express on Creole language better than speak the rule in English. I'm blessed this morning. For this great opportunity that I have, that I to stand here this morning, to tell the Lord, thank you. Let us worship the Lord. Merci, thank you, Lord. Merci, Amen. Si là pour ça, bon Dieu fait pour moi. If I were to stand here and testify of all the things that the Lord has done for me, Et, tout service, I would take the whole meeting. But I know where the Lord has taken me from. And where I am now. And where I know I'm going to go. From the ministry. Where they're teaching us. How to walk. It's by the word of God. I believe in 2022. I felt like I was late all the time. 2023. I feel like I progressed little by little. But in 2024, I want to concentrate myself so I can go closer to God. Because I have to give more of my time. And invest more of my time to listen to the word of God. And study the word of God. And sacrifice myself. So I can come closer to God. I can't thank the Lord enough. For all that he has done for me. And how I feel that I want to continue to go on. Let us pray to the Lord. Et non seulement pour 
not all that has passed so we can have the spirit of the Lord to continue in 2024 I heard that brother Brown was saying it's not a resolution but it's a determination and I believe that all of us that we can have a determination plus, mon Dieu. more of God plus, la more of the word of God Pour nous plus près, mon Dieu. so we can draw closer to him Et let us guard our determination Et I ask that you all to help me to pray ma famille, my family Et pour comme un pour so that I can always be an example for them Et parce que yo, yo, suivre, because they're watching me Et si if I fall, if I make an error, it can affect them. It can affect everyone who is all around me. I know it's a great responsibility. I'm asking the Lord to give me more strength, more courage, so I can continue on this way. Let us hold hands together, brothers and sisters. I feel like I've spent a great time with Brother Greg in our Bible studies. And we ask in 2024 so that we can come a little higher. Not only in the Bible studies, so we can walk in what the word of God is saying. I believe that that is the determination. And read it. Understand it. And walk in it. That's why we're striving for. Let us strive. So we can come up to the mountain. So we can walk up to the mountain. Because when the mountain, when we get to the top, we can say glory to God. Thank you, Lord. I feel blessed this morning for this opportunity. May the Lord bless you. This great year he has given given us, he has given me, and just want to continue to thank him because we have we have a continuous opportunity to go into 2024, get something better that we can strive for. We don't have to stay the same same way that we are right now. As my my father was saying, as Brother Gene was saying, I want to come up higher in the Lord. Uh, this this as I was in prayer, I just kept thinking of a song. I just need more of you. I was starting to think about how John said he must decrease that that he that he may increase, but he has to increase in my heart so I can continue to uh, grow up in him. I just want to thank the Lord because it, it's it's my determination. Uh, uh, it is my desire to live for Him, and that means that I have to take these words that I'm reading, take these words that I'm continuing to understand, to walk in them. 
It says, uh, understand, uh, wisdom is the principal thing. But with all thy getting, get understanding. And he that, the tongue of the wise, uh, uses knowledge aright. So I just want to continue to walk in those things that I already know. The Lord has already blessed us. He has blessed me with so many things. But I want to take those things and not hide them in the earth. I don't want to put them on a bushel. I don't want to. I don't want to. I want to put them on the candlestick. I want to continue those things to illuminate. I want to. I want to walk in those things that I may know that I can uh, uh, eventually get to that perfect day. He has given me all things to, that pertains to life and godliness. That he and I want to take take hold of the things that he has already given me and grow thereby. I want to continue the things that he has already have shown me and and, and see more. And so I just so thankful to be here today because I, I didn't want to think to sit down on my seat and not tell the Lord that I'm thankful. I thank you, Lord, for all your blessings. For all the times I could not see that your hands was holding me. I thank you, Lord. How can I show the Lord that I'm thankful? Is that I'm walking in what he is telling me to do. Jesus said... Uh, who is my mother? Who is my sister? But, but my brother. It's those who do the will of my father, the same as my brother, the same as my sister. If I want to grow closer to Christ, if I want to grow closer to God, the only way is through the mediator, which is Christ. And, I, and, 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 and if me, in order for me to get higher, I have to do whatever the Lord commands us to do which is to hear his son, the son being the word of God. I don't want to go too deep into that, but just I just want to continue on with the word of God. I want to continue on to grow up higher and higher so that we can one day be, in, be with God. So just want to stand up and thank the Lord today. out there and to hear, but just to know that um, you know, we were singing those songs also. Uh, if you could see where Jesus brought me from, where I am right now, then you would know the reason why I love him so. And um, there's a part of that song that said, you can take this world and all of its riches. I don't need them now. So in my mind, I was, I was struggling a little bit because I, I realized that, you know, things that the Gentiles seek after, and I'm not a, you know, we, we're not of the nations anymore. We've been circumcised. And so we're the Israel of God today, but that, that old nature, the one that wants to achieve and, and gain, um, is, is still working in me. And so, but that's not the chief thing. That's not the principal thing. Uh, you think about all the things that you can give yourself to in this world, uh, but it's all deceitful. It calls it the deceitfulness of uh, riches and the lust of other things. But if I'm not careful, I let those things choke the word of God in me, and I can't let that happen. And so I, I, I appreciate the things that I heard this morning uh, just about our responsibility. Uh, parts of those songs, it was saying, um, uh, man, can we pull up the first song, if you don't mind? Um, uh, to, be, to be worthy, to be part of his bride, his holy bride. When you think about that, I mean, you know, we, we, we come to church and we hear these good things, and that's beautiful, that's wonderful, but that's not going to do it. But, but we need that. We have to keep coming. We have to not forsake the fellowshipping of ourselves together. But we need it. But that's not it. But we got to do that too. But that's just a prerequisite. But when you think about what's required of us and, and just our belief, the things that we have to give our mind to, I'm thankful because 
there was a time in my life where it's like my heart was closed. I got to have a heart that's opened up wide. That's, what, that, that's the, uh, the lyrics of the song. My heart is not open wide. I think Christ said, he said, the, uh, the full soul, he'll send away empty, but the hungry soul, he'll fill with good things. It's another scripture that says, um, the full soul, it loathed the honeycomb. He said, but to the hungry soul, every bitter thing is sweet. And so sometimes in this walk, look, it's going to be bitter. Just, just, just know that it's just going to happen. You got to eat the bitter herbs. You, you got to eat the roasted lamb, but you got to eat the unleavened bread, too, of sincerity and truth. But, Lord, I need it all. I can't just have the good and don't, and don't have the evil also. I need both. I got I to gotta condition this mind to know it don't matter what I go through, Lord. If you're here with me, if you brought me to something, you can bring me through it, Lord. This is not, I'm, I'm not here. Look, I appreciate you all, and I know I say it often. I want to calm down. Look, I, I know I say it often. Great people. Best group of people I've ever been around in my entire life. But if I just came here and met some good people, what would it profit me? I didn't come here just to meet good people. I came here that I can see myself. I got to be able to see Christ one day. Sometimes he's hiding behind that lattice, and it's very hard to see him. But I got to keep on looking into this perfect law of liberty and see what manner of man I truly am. The person that I used to be, I just want to succeed. I want to eat, drink, marry. Tomorrow I'm a Paris, but I still want those things. But the new me, the one that came forth one day, the one that he said, come forth. Uh, that, that's the one I'm trying to work on today. I don't want to just uh, feed that old man. Uh, I, I love what Brother Brandon said. I have to decrease. Um, I have to decrease that Christ can increase in my life. If, if I don't decrease, if I don't put aside all those things that I used to give myself to, guess what God's going to do? He's going he gonna, to he gonna appoint me my portion with the unbelievers, but not so. Look, he brought me to this place that I can be a part of the bride. He filled me with the Holy Ghost, but he's teaching us how to strive. How do I strive? I got to take off. I got to take off the works of darkness. I got to put on the works of light. I got to see Christ for who he is, and I got to sacrifice myself. It's not about the words that come out of our mouth, but it's about the life that we live. And I got to be able to submit my mind. I got to be able to give up this vessel right here, and I got to be able to be led and guided through all truth. Look, I can't see everything clearly. We have to come to that understanding. Everything I got in my natural life to this day, I've, I've made a way. I, I've, got, I've received some counsel. I appreciate the counsel that I've received, but I make decisions, and I make adjustments in my life, but I can't do this on my own. See, sometimes I'll come in here, not, not y'all, me. I'll come in here with an independent spirit because I think that Everything that I've achieved, I've got me this far. But I can't see. I can't see where I'm headed. He said, how can I see unless some man guide me? i got to be able to submit myself to the ministry of God that they can lead me to Christ. If they're pointing to themselves, that's not the ministry of God. So look what's in front of you. If they're, if they're pointing at themselves, that's not it. But if they're telling you about the hope that you can't see with your natural eyes, a hope that's set before us, then you better talk, start taking heed. You better start talking to yourself. Look, Lord, I can't see everything, but Lord, help me, Lord. Help me to sacrifice myself. Help me to lay down this mind, Lord. I didn't come here just to sing songs and lift up hands, Lord. I came here to offer up my body a living sacrifice. But it's got to be holy, and that's the only way to be acceptable to God. But that's our reasonable service. Just think about where you've been and where you are right now. You would understand why I love him. The path that I was headed down, it was sure death. But thank God for his mercy. Thank God for his grace. I'm thankful today, saints. I'm thankful to God. I want to bless his name at all times. His praises should continually be in our mouth. My soul should make her boast in the Lord. Then the humble brother Greg, they'll hear it, and they'll be glad. We'll be happy. Magnify the Lord with me, and let us exalt.
exalt his name together. Look, there was a part of that song. It said, I want to praise him throughout eternity. If I'm not praising him right now, but this is a practice. I'm practicing being perfect. I got to condition my mind for perfection. If I'm not praising him now, if I'm not worshiping him now, if I'm not giving all I have now, what makes me think one day I'm awake in his likeness? Christ, he laid down himself. He became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. That's our job. That's our duty. And it's our reasonable service. So I'm thankful today because, look, look, I understand. Look, I'm one of you. When you come in here, mind all bogged down with all kind of stuff in your mind. You can't even concentrate. You just going through the motions, lifting up your hands and singing. I know where you are. I'm telling you. Everybody here knows where you are. We've been through it. But you got to shake yourself. You got to say, excuse me, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to control something. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. I see, look, I got to be careful. Sometimes I get over excited. And look, I'm not, I'm not saying sorry, Sister Christine. Don't rebuke me after the meeting. Sometimes, look, sometimes energy is good as long as it's, as it's productive and it's encouraging and it's uplifting and it's edifying people because um, some people have gone their distance and they need something energetic to just liven them up some. But not just that, though. It has to be balanced with the word of God because you just can't be hyped up and psyched up and think you're going to go out there and walk straight. No, you got to be edified, uplifted, but then the seed of God, the word of God has to be planted in your heart so you have something to be excited about. So let me tell you about my Savior. Let me tell you what I'm excited about. One day I didn't know where I was. I was lost and undone. I was walking in a world of sin. No rest for my weary soul. Then I met a woman who showed me a man who said he'd be my friend. And all my burdens he did roll. God is taking, look, look back over your life. Is he taking your worldly desires away? Is he beginning to conform your mind to the image of Christ? Are you not being conformed to this world anymore? Hallelujah. I say God is doing something in my life. I say hallelujah. If I'm not the same person I used to be, I say glory to God. That means there's something that's working on the inside. That means there's something that's transpiring on the inside. And if I just keep on this beaten path, I believe I'll wake one day in his likeness, Brother Elton. So I'm thankful. We got a reason to shout. And praise the name of the Lord up above. We have a reason to be excited, saints, because I'm not who I used to be. But I just can't be satisfied in that. I got to keep on working till he comes. Until I see the perfect image of Christ. And it's so wonderful with the opportunity that he gave us. One thing I learned, I want to share this before I sit down. Truth is so vital. It's so important. It's so crucial. When the ministry is writing the vision and making it plain. We, we were talking a little bit this morning about Galatians and how um, he was talking about you foolish Galatians. How, how are you going to start in the spirit and think you're going to be made perfect in the flesh? And there were some that they even thought that you could only be uh, saved through circumcision. Well, when you, when, you, when you accept that, then you're bound by the whole law. You've fallen from grace. Yeah. And so we got to be careful what we hear. Truth is, you can't, you can't disannul truth. You can't. You can't lay truth to the side. You got to accept. You got to want to know. You got to hunger and thirst after truth because one little thing, you're bound by it. Whatever I believe is true, that's why even if it was, I believe to the saving of the soul right here and now. I don't believe I got to go to sleep and wake up because if I did, I'm bound to that. But I think that I can overcome right here and now. So the truth is so important because if I don't have truth, whatever I have and whatever I'm giving myself to, he said, be it unto you according to your faith. So let's have faith in the truth of the word of God. And if it's not something that's uh, palatable, ask questions. Lord, give me a, a more perfect vision of what you're trying to say. 
Lord, this is not just to be uh, just coming in and going out. Lord, I got to apply this, that I can walk in this, that I can one day awake in his likeness and be a part of that bride. That's what we're talking about, being a part of the bride of Christ. So I'm thankful to be back, saints. Uh, if I can give a short report on that, brother, it's, 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 it's wonderful to get away. And, and I appreciate my wife. I really do. And that's not just fanfare. Uh, she had to deal with a whole lot over 20 years, Brother Elton, and uh, we still here. Uh, not just here, but we, I, I believe we're striving. Um, I, I'll share this with you. I, I feel like sometimes growing up with the kids, not me growing up, but trying to raise my kids, I feel like I've erred in some ways, and I'm, I, I pray God for his grace and his mercy because sometimes you don't know. Some of the decisions that you make, it's because you don't want to, uh, you know, you don't want to hurt the little ones and, you know, you're trying to protect their feelings, but that's not always the most important thing. And you'll know your work when time comes and the time to be on their own. And so I'm praying, God, I did a good job. Sometimes I feel like I, I let down. I know I did. I don't think I did. I know I did. But I'm praying, God, keep their minds. Uh, Lord, just, just, just the things that we instilled in them, Lord, let them keep those things dear to them. And let them have a relationship with Jesus for themselves yeah. one day. Not because it's mom's Jesus and dad's Jesus, but let it be their Jesus one day that they can walk and serve him and not do it, and not do it just to please mom and dad. So I'm, I'm thankful. I'm, I'm just, I'm, I guess I'm overwhelmed because I, I've been where people are. And I'm still going to be where people are until I awaken his likeness. But I'm so thankful that I'm still here. Yeah. The vision that, he give, that, that he's given me is getting more and more clear. And the things that used to be important to me, they're just not that important anymore. The things that I used to chase after is just not that significant anymore. So just something to think about. If you lost or you, you, you considering other things besides salvation, something else has gotten inside the way. Something else has gotten to the vision. It's going to blur the vision. But, Lord, if I can keep salvation, number one, he said, these things do the Gentiles seek after. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things that I desire. He knows what I need. He'll just begin to add them to me one by one. He'll give me what I need, not what I want, but he'll give me the things that I need that can bring me to that perfect day. So hallelujah. I'm thankful to be here. Peter said, it's definitely good to be here. Glad to be here. I did tell Brother Brown, um, I have a question. I'm listening to the words of things that's been sung about, uh, things Brother Ram said, and it's been really focused, and I believe it is our message, um, Bride of Jesus Christ. You might know the how. Oh, okay. We might know the why, because they're throughout eternity. But what does that really mean? We say we want to be the part of the bride. That's the message of the hour, definitely the vision of this assembly, striving for the high calling, not striving to uh, get a resurrection, natural. I don't want to say natural. You all know what I'm saying? Let me, let me put this a better, better way. <laughs> a, body, a bodily resurrection and have to continue this course. There we go. Uh, but begin to think about what does it actually mean to be a part of the bride? And I know we talked about this probably about five or six weeks ago in um, the home Bible study. Uh, Brother Brown actually brought it up. I believe it's a good, uh, good launching point. 
And so I've had several conversations. I'm going somewhere. Give me a couple minutes. Brother Sonny had a conversation with him one time. Um, it's actually after this Bible study. He mentioned, he said, yeah, I expect older people to be a certain way because you're older. By older, he meant older than me. And then he said, I expect the ministry to be a certain way because they're ministers. But it never became personalized that what I should be doing now. Uh, because I say I want to be a, he didn't say this part, I'm adding this. But I want to be a part of the bride, but it's just don't do this. Don't do that. It becomes laws. It becomes do's and don'ts. And I'm qualified, but then we actually went through. If you go to Revelations, it starts off, it's in three different places. Revelations chapter 1, I believe it's verse 6. Uh, might be wrong, but how it lets us, let, let me get my Bible. And my question that I'm, that I'm leading to, uh, where it actually comes from, is something Brother Ron said, that you should have questions. Uh, whether you're reading the word of God or you're trying to be saved, you should have questions. How do I complete this goal? What, where, uh, how do I qualify myself? That's the word I'm looking for. I believe we can often make this statement in our mind. We might not even say it uh, out loud, but we actually... Don't want to make a league, but inevitably we do. Say, I'll do it tomorrow. I'll do it later. I'll do it next week. New Year's coming up. I'll do it <laughs> next year. Uh, there's the song that says, uh, tomorrow. <laughs> but you say tomorrow, but tomorrow is not promised to you. Uh, Book of John begins to say, we, we say we're going to do this and that, but we, but we say that the Lord will. And so we can make plans. I'm going to fellowship more next week. I'm going to fellowship more three nights from now. I'll do more when my life is more convenient for me to do more. Or do you have to put your life in order to make it more convenient? Uh, and what is convenient? Uh, That's not my question, but it's part of uh, qualifying. But verse 6, uh, this is, talk, well, verse 5. And from Jesus Christ, who is, uh, Revelation chapter 1, I'm sorry. From Jesus Christ, who is the faithful witness and the first begotten of the dead, the prince of the king of the earth, the kings of the earth, unto him that loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood. And look at what he actually did. But this is a prophecy to those that qualified themselves and has made us kings and priests unto God and his father to him. Be glory, dominion forever and ever. Amen. How do we qualify to actually be kings and priests? Is it just overcoming? If it's that simple um, and overcoming, uh, it's not difficult once you understand you have to overcome. It's the doing it part is difficult, but overcoming is where the transgressor is what's hard. Uh, overcoming is to give up your will. Overcoming is to die out, to, to deny yourself. Uh, so is it just overcoming, or am I preparing myself to be a king, to be a priest? We read the scripture today. I don't know if we read it. It was in Acts chapter 6. Uh, it was quoted last Friday, though, but Friday night, how uh, um, Moses, 
he was raised the child of Pharaoh's daughter. So that's how he was raised. So he was learned in all the wisdom of the Egyptians. So he had all the information that a Pharaoh's son would have was given to him to learn how to rule or to be a governor or to be a king. And so if the ungodly world, what it is, uh, Luke chapter 11, using this, Luke 11, if you being evil know how to give good gifts to your children, What's much more so the son of God, your heavenly father. That's how it goes. I'm sorry. And so the world knows how to train up someone that's going to be, even in law, that's going to be a judge. You go to school. You go study law. You don't just become a judge just because you woke up one morning and said, I'm going to be a judge, or just because you read some books. But it's a qualification process that takes place to qualify you to be a judge. Are you all following me? Can, can you see where my question is going? And so, is it just the responsibility of elders or older people to understand the word of God? Is it just their responsibility to walk in the word of God? If so, then that's just saying that only the elders and older people, whatever your age is for older brother Sonny, uh, would be a part of the bride. But yet, we see that someone like Stephen, he was a young man, brother Brandon. And so, uh, it's also Revelation chapter 5. Uh, I'll, I'll go here, and I'll, I'll, I think you all follow my question. And we can talk about uh, being a part of the bride, but what does that mean? Uh, to be a king and a priest. And a statement was made that I think is good for everyone to actually consider. This was nothing new. The nation of Israel, when the Lord gave them his laws and his statutes, it was to kingdom. It's nothing new. It's not talked about, and we'll say with well, a Levitical priesthood, Levitical priesthood, Aaronic priesthood. But it's actually the nation was supposed to uphold the laws of God, it's supposed to understand the laws of God. And if you didn't, that's when you went to the priest's lips. Seek knowledge. If you didn't have an understanding, you was to go ask someone. But you wasn't uh, free because you didn't ask or because you didn't know. Uh, but let me uh, read this. Chapter 5. I'm sorry. Chapter 5, verse 10. That's a good scripture. I quoted it. Verse 9. Uh, verse 8. But, uh, I'll start at verse 8. And when he had taken the book, the four beasts and four and twenty elders, four and twenty elders, we see that as overcomers through those dispensations, fell down before the Lamb, having every one of them harps and golden vials full of odors, which are the prayers of the saints. And they sung a new song, saying, Thou art worthy to take the book and to open the seals thereof, for thou hast slain, was slain and hast redeemed us to God by thy blood out of every kindred and tongue, and people, and nation, and has made us unto our God kings and priests, and we shall reign on the earth. So that's the position of authority. So if I don't understand um, what it actually is to be a part of the bride, am I striving amiss? Am I saying I want to be a part of the bride, but if I'm not qualifying myself, if I say I want to go to school, but I never, I want to go to college, to a university, but 
I don't take the proper, um, but it's preparatory. But I want to, if I don't have the proper mindset, I can't sit here. This, this is, this is a dream. I'm gonna go to LSU one day, but I miss 120 days of school when I'm in high school every year. Then I say, I, I want to go to LSU. I want to go to LSU. I want to go. I want to go. I'm using LSU because everyone here knows. I'm there, but I'm not qualifying myself. I'm, I, I can pass the test. You can pass the test by um, <laughs> cheating. So you pass the test. You get whatever grade you want, but you're still not qualified, and it's going to show when you take the AP. And so tests reveal where we're at. It reveals what we understand. It reveals what's our comprehension. What's our skill level? That's, that's what they test you for. I'm using that naturally. So the things that we're going through, is it the Lord showing us where we're short? Where we're not qualified yet? Where we need to get more understanding? Where we have to get more knowledge? And so now that we have knowledge and understanding, now we can use wisdom? Or is the Lord just going to say, oh, you stop lying, you stop cheating, you stop this, you stop that, you stop that. Come on in, you can reign. Is that a reality? That's my question. You, you follow my thought? Um, you all follow my thought? And so I want to be a part of the bride. But I don't want it to just become a cliche saying I want to be a part of the bride. Now what do I have to do to obtain to the bride of Jesus? It's not just not doing something, but it's some other things that have to be done. Not about just not doing, but what am I doing to qualify? What are we doing to qualify? So uh, we talked about it. We have a little time. Uh, brothers, Brother Brown, if, if, if we can get an understanding. Um, because it could just become a cliche. You hear it so much, even amongst a certain group of people, it just becomes a word. But when you talk about being a part of the bride, it's a qualification that takes place. So that's my question. I like to tempt, actually write, a, uh, write this particular message, this vision, and make it clear. I would not have, but the Lord has shown me uh, last few days, and especially even so much this morning, that uh, I should not say it is not, it is not. That is, it's not profitable to get into some of the deeper things of God in a mixed congregation brothers and sisters, I acknowledge it to the brothers this morning, not because it's sensual, but because of a low expectation that we have had toward the dear sisters of God. Expect them to stay in pace with us when actually we've been guilty of uh, eating bread in secret to some degree. Deeper things of God, deeper doctrine, deeper understanding. We've kind of reserved that for the brethren and not really share those things openly because of our biasness and thinking that the sisters are not that interested and thinking that sisters aren't they that spiritual or that sisters are just too emotional and for that we repent. My brother LJ brought out a point this morning. Uh, people arise to what's required of them. 
If you make provisions for the flesh, then the people will walk in the provisions you made. And uh, the Lord has shown me that in these aspects, we've had diver weights. We've had diver measures. Make provisions for sisters not being able to uh, swirl the sword that is used the word of God. As David men were, they were skillful both. The Bible said they were skillful in hurling stones and swirling the sword with the right hand, which is the New Testament, as well as with the old. We hadn't required the same of sisters, not so much uh, just us, but this body of people as a whole. Uh, don't put emphasis on the dear sisters learning and understanding the word of God to the point that they can stop the mouths of the gainsayers. We reserved that, I guess, what we felt was the brothers, the elders, and so on and so forth. Uh, I mean, he wouldn't have known this, Brother LJ, but uh, some weeks ago, and a Tuesday Bible study in his absence. I don't know how I got that far out there, uh, but I did uh, brought up uh, the perpetual priesthood. I'll, I'll clarify that from a biblical perspective. The perpetual priesthood of every individual believer. And I'm not using believer like they're using religion. When we say believer, we're making reference to believe in everything that God has called and ordained. We believe it all. First of all, that there's neither Jew or Gentile, there's neither bond or free, there's neither male nor female. We believe that in concept, but in actuality, we make provisions for sisters not being as deep in the word of God. And uh, when we say believers, uh, are we making reference to believe to those that believe into the saving? That's the process of the soul. And so, uh, in a mixed congregation, I said things I wouldn't have said, which Brother Isaiah, Brother uh, Sonny, uh, I think to some degree maybe Brother Cody J, I'm not certain, uh, brought up. He never heard it because I don't say it. The reason I don't say it because it might be a little strenuous for people. And so the Lord has shown me that in my heart and in my mind, I do make a difference. I think we all have made a difference. And we let the sisters be about the pots and the pans and uh, be about going shopping and being about their emotions and uh, rather than sitting down with them as we should and make sure that there's an equal opportunity to obtain to this high calling. And it is a high calling. And it doesn't mean when you go to third heaven and you've made the bride. No, the high calling is way before that. Paul uses this statement in the book of Hebrews. He says, write unto the holy brethren, those that are with a, how do you use the term? With this uh, heavenly calling. It's called a heavenly calling. I'll get that from this. Hebrews 5, I think it is 3. 3, it is. Wherefore, holy brethren, or tickets, there it is, of the heavenly calling. Heavenly there is means spiritual calling. It's a higher calling than just being a good moral person and learn how to go in and out, not to fight, not to fuss, and not to cuss. You can learn that on the earth. It don't take a heavenly calling to do that. Heavenly means spiritual calling, a higher calling. It's higher than the earthly calling. And there is an earthly calling, and there's a heavenly calling. When the Bible says, hear, O heavens, that's just good, nice, moral people in the kingdom. And he said, hear, O heavens. Now, that's people who's spiritual, who's elevated. And so we didn't come to the kingdom of God to be good citizens. We're going to learn. My mother uh, taught me not to steal. 
My mother taught me not to, uh, not to, well, she didn't teach me not to hit. She taught me not to hit. That's harder than I was hit. Hit harder than you was hit. That's what she taught me. But they can teach you good morals on the earth. But this is something else. And let me use that, Brother LJ, and I appreciate your question, and I repent to the church for uh, having diver weights when it comes to requirement of comprehending the things of God. And the injustice is that we expect our spouses and the sisters to rule their spirit to the same extent that brothers rule theirs. But what he enabled us to actually rule our spirit is this nail, which is the word of God, in a sure place. The word of God being driven and driven and driven in our heart till we can't let us go. We won't let ourselves go. We won't whisper. We don't gossip. We won't backbite because I got this nail. And every time I eat the thought of it itself, it pierced me to the cross. The cross is my will against the will of God, and the Lord is not going to take this nail out of my heart. He's the one that gave it to the masters of the assembly. Uh, let's read that, please. Let's go to, uh, what is that, the 12th chapter of the book of, this is, um, just, there it is, we're reading it right here. Let's get this first. I will fasten him as a nail in a sure place. Wow. He shall be for, listen, this is talking about this heavenly calling. And the first thing male or female have to get, that there is no difference in Christ. We can say it, we can quote it, but the revelation of that is hard to digest because that's your wife and that's your, that's your daughter. And I didn't require the same thing of Janita as I did of Brother LG. I did not. Uh, Janita, I mean no disrespect to her, God bless you. But you did things and got away with it because you're my daughter. LJ did the same thing, and I'll skin him. You would actually say things with your mouth that would provoke your brother. You would. And if your brother even tried to touch you, uh, hang him from the light pole. Matter of fact, you even hit him. You don't remember these. You could hit him, and he couldn't hit you back. You remember that, Brother LJ? You don't touch your sister. You remember that? And somehow you knew intuitively you had... There was some diver waste made for you. LJ, I want to apologize to you publicly. I'm serious. I didn't mean to, but it's something inevitable we'll have diver waste for genders. And God has no such. He has no such concept. The man is responsible. That's true. So when Paul said, give honor to the wife as a weaker vessel, he just means weaker where authority is concerned. They're not weaker mentally. They're not weaker psychologically. Say, yes, they're more emotional. The same word of God that keep our emotions from running or keep theirs from running. And I think we're trying to reap in areas where we just hadn't sown. We hadn't sown enough into them, and we have issues. Forgive me. Uh, confession is good for the soul. This is the end of the year. Let me make my confessions. As being a male, we are lazy. We do what's required of us, but not very much more. We'll go to work because we want that money. But when we put in that day's work, we come home. We just want to sit down and pretend we king. I don't say king. I say I need to decompress. What I mean is I want to sit in my recliner and don't be bothered. That's what I'm saying. And I forgive me. And so we don't want to sew. Come home and we want to read. And I was just telling on myself this morning. Uh, I don't bother my wife too much. Uh, she read her eight or nine chapters. But, you know, she's busy. She going to town. We call it town. That's what it Terminology I learned back in Faraday because we're three miles out of Faraday. And so I call home a town. We're in the suburbs out here in Shriver. And so she runs. She's running errands. Well, I'm going to get up. I, 
uh, read, I'm telling the brothers, get up. I, maybe I don't know what time I started, but I didn't stop at 2 o'clock this morning. I'm just feeding my hungry soul. I'm, I'm dividing, the, splitting the hoof and chewing the cud. And my wife come back and talk. I talked to her a few minutes. I'm back reading. But I didn't sit down and explain to her what the Lord was showing me. I didn't sit down and talk to her about what the Lord had gave me. I didn't uh, because I didn't want to. I didn't want to go back and do all the background and bring her up to the point. God have mercy on me. And that's Diva Waits. And yet I want her to be just as spiritual mind as I am. I want her to see just as far as I see. Uh, but I'm not sowing. I'm trying to reap where I did not sow. And the same thing with the precious sisters. There's a gap between the uh, biblical understanding of the brothers and the biblical understanding of the sisters. We recognized that years ago. And confession good for the soul, isn't it? And so we want the sisters, I want you, you know, we want the sisters to keep pace. But the gulf is, is going further because more time is still given to the brothers. Uh, so I'm glad you did this uh, openly. It need to be dealt openly. And I shared this, and I'm a little hesitant because it was a mix that Bible studies male and female. To show you how your mind is marked. You may, it's just like racism. You may not be a bigot, but you could be biased. You don't even know it. You're prejudiced. You know, not so much just against for. I'm for the one who looks like me. You don't even know that. You may not be against another race, but you're partial. And so I may not be a chauvinist, but I'm partial. Uh, you like people like yourself. You got a bass in your voice. You're not too sensitive. Uh, if I rub against you, you'll be all right. That's my kind of guy. If I say the same thing to a female, she gets so sensitive, and she's going to tell, he said this to me, he said that, and I don't like that. Uh, rather than sit down and correct some sisters, I'll sit there and weep in my heart. My God, you can't see no further than that. Well, how can they see further if you hadn't told them anymore? And I'm often brokenhearted just talking to sisters, especially when they get in their little feelings. And uh, open up the mouth, the Bible said, a fool out of all the mind. And you really begin to see what's in them. Your heart breaks. You say, how oh, God, how they can't see that? Because nobody showed them that. That's why they can't see it for a potential anyway. So to answer your question, now I've discussed these things, and I'm going to tell you to you real openly. From the day that the Lord saved you, I don't mean just brought you out of the world. That's called, understand these steps. When God brings you out of the world, that's called sanctification. When you accept this calling, and you believe that you can walk this walk by the grace of Christ, that's called justification got to sanctify you first, get you out of the world of way of thinking, and bring you to a place that you can actually make this holy calling. Your holy calling is to be priests. Your holy calling is to be kings. Kings are simply, I'm going to give the proper terminology, is to be rulers. The bride of Christ's job is to officiate for 1,000 years with Christ. To officiate. That's the calling. We use the term bride. The only reason the Bible uses the word bride, I'll let you see it in a minute, because you're submitted to one that's greater than you. But you are one, except this one is greater than you. The one greater than you is Christ. It's his king. He's the king, and it's his kingdom. But whether you're male or female, you're called, this heavenly calling is a priesthood calling that doesn't start when you overcome. It starts from the day that you call. It's a holy calling, and it's growing into your priesthood. It doesn't start when you read. It starts right from the time that God sanctifies you 
that is, bring you out of the world unto himself. He knows that you're not just yet, so he justify you by faith. For he teach you how to judge righteously, to judge justly. And where does judgment begin? It began with you. It began among your brothers and sisters. Judgment began, I'll give you scriptures. Judgment began, someone read it for me. Judgment began at the house of the Lord, which house you are. And so the first thing I have to judge is me. Justly and righteously, not making provisions for you. Some things we do blindly, some things out of ignorance, some things out of emotion, but regardless of why I did it, wrong is still wrong, and right is still right, doesn't matter who does it. Or why you did it. Even if I did it ignorantly, it's still wrong. The difference is, the light caused you to see where you was wrong and acknowledge your transgression. I'm so glad we don't have to die for every transgression. And I believe by the blood of Christ, the life that he lived, and the life that he gave, is sufficient for the mistake that I make, the misjudgment I make, the injustice that I do. His blood is sufficient if I can, will confess my sins, to cleanse me from my sins, to cleanse and forgive me, I'm misquoting it, give me that. First John chapter, that chapter, that's 2 and 9, help me out. I'm trying to draw a picture. The whole purpose is that you can be like he. Who is Christ? Christ, people don't get this. This is what you can't get in religion. This is where even some people call themselves the body of Christ. It's nothing but a money-making gimmick. And they take on titles. Mother this, bishop that. It's showing you that you don't have a clue. Just the titles alone let you see how blind you are. You're not called to have flattering titles. You're called for a priesthood. And all priests are priests. And all, the whole priesthood only had one high priest. Who's your high priest? Christ is the high priest. And the rest of us, male or female, whether you're a pastor or an elder or a deacon or an usher or a singer or a musician or a doorkeeper or a floor whopper or a grass cutter, you're called for the same calling. There is no difference. A little strong, and I'm talking to everyone, male, female, passing your seatbelt, go for a little bumpy ride here. I will not make differences from this day forward. I know sometimes on Sunday we've got new people, so we try to be a little bit more passionate toward them, but what you're doing, Brother Leo Brown, you're keeping nooks in baby's mouth. You're not teaching them how to be weaned from the milk and drawn from the breast. I don't know why, I, this, this two years and three months, these 27 months of me trying to be nice, I look at me and my God, I can't stand myself. You know, why are you talking, why don't you just be raw, be honest, cut through the chase. We didn't get where we are by dancing around the golden calf. We didn't pet flush. My God, we grind into the word of God. Male and female made no difference on a Sunday. Yes, sir. <laughs> so, brother, I said, let's do our first works over. Is that right, Sister Turner? We didn't pet your nasty flush? Yes. Flush is flush. Look at your neighbor. Flush is flush. And if you want to know what flush is, stop bathing it for two days. Flush stinks in the nostrils of God. It stinks in its nostrils. It does. Go ahead. Hello. Thank you. Yes, sir. You said something very important. I would like for you to expound this a little bit more. 
you talked about how the priesthood that actually starts when God brings you to his kingdom and he adds you to his body. Now, the reason why I'm saying that is this, because even just naturally being the son of Aaron, you, you, you really are, I don't want to say, you're on a path to becoming a priest. However, first you have to reach a certain maturity at age. And you have qualifications, whether it's a blemish or any type of thing. You have to meet those qualifications. However, because you're a son of Aaron, you should be on the path to being a priest. However, you have to reach maturity. I just want you to, I, I will. I appreciate that. I did this with the Bible study, and I'll do it here today. Let me give them terms first so that I can run a little faster uh, and not keep them too long. That's something else. i got to get past. I'm always being conscious of the time. But when you start teaching some weightier subject, it's hard to do when you're watching the clock. It, it, that clock becomes an enemy even in your mind. Until you've not given people the right keys, they can't follow you uh, as you're going through these concepts. And so let's get these terms right. Uh, first of all, everything that's true in the kingdom of heaven, everything, God has a natural illustration. And the book of the law of the old covenant is your left hand. The left hand is under your head. Uh, was a Song of Solomon. That's, that supports your understanding. That's, that's your basic of all your understanding can be shown by things that's natural. That's in the Old Testament. He said the precious things are put forth by the moon. Things are object without life. He said, but the precious fruit come forth by the sun. The moon is the lesser light. That's the Old Testament. That's what's under your head. That will support everything I say I can show to you in the Old Testament. The New Testament is spiritual. You got to have more eyes to see it. But I can give you the natural so you can see it spiritual. He said the right hand, it, it embraces me. And so first you got to support you, that you, your head can be supported, or your head up. Then you able, can you ever try to hold, hug somebody when their head all wobbling? You got to get them up first. Support them so they'll stand straight and you can embrace them. What brings you close to Christ is uh, God is through Christ is the New Testament. To wit, that God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself. He was able to embrace you through the New Testament. The Old Testament, he was instructing you by pictures and type, but it wasn't embracing you. It wasn't embracing you. You, you could not be called the sons of God. You could not. You were called the servants of God because he couldn't embrace you. It takes an understanding of what God is doing through Christ. What is he doing through Christ? He's going to have a people for 1,000 years. He used the word wife. That's just a weaker vessel in authority. Okay. I want you to write these things down. First uh, Peter chapter three, verse seven. Husband, this is what Christ says. He's our husband. Give honor unto the wife. A wife is not every wife. Your wife, that's your bride. As uh, uh, heirs together, the grace of life. To weak a vessel, that's it. That your prayers be not hindered. And so this is what Christ done. He's given honor unto the bride members who call as to weak a vessel. We don't have the same authority that he has. We have intellect, we have mind, we have government, but we have uh, uh, intellect, we have conscience, but we're weaker. And so you can see this. This is the order of God. Christ is the head. The bride is not a woman here. It's a people that's one with him, but with weaker authority, a weaker vessel in as much that they have less authority. Are you following me, saints? Please follow me. And so in God, in his eyesight, a soul doesn't have a gender. Your body have a gender for reproduction purposes. All souls is mine, said the Lord. The soul that sinneth shall surely, it doesn't, it doesn't have a gender to your soul. 
It's the soul that he's salvaging. He gives that soul a body as it please him. You male, you female, and God is not confused. You can't be both. You either are. That's the way you were born, and that's what you are. You can do anything you want with your body. You're still a female or a male. You don't get to choose your gender. He gives it a body as it please him, period. But it's a soul. So here it is. Are you following me so far? Stay with me, saints, because this is a little weighty. I'll tell you this, but thank God for a new year. I like new years. I like new years. I've been in business all my life. I like quarters. I like, I like the four quarters. Give me a new chance to reach my goal for the year, financially speaking. I like a new start, and every year is a new start. We get a chance to do better. I, I didn't, if I didn't make my budget, my budget one year, I missed it. I didn't make no money that year. Next year, brother, I got to run twice as hard. I can't make enough for this year. I got to make enough for last year that I didn't make it. And so I'll start running through a troop and jumping over a wall. Otherwise, you're not going to stay in business. You're going to be out of business for long. I understood that. Even so in God. If I didn't overcome enough, achieve enough marks, brother, next year, I'm putting a, I'm putting a hammer, we should say the pedal to the metal. Otherwise, you will not stay in business. You will not. And I'm not just talking. I was in business for 40 years. I watched many of my competitors. I watch them fall, watch them fall, watch them fall. That's not going to happen to me. I wouldn't contend. I didn't make money because I need to make money. I make money because I had to make money to stay in business so I could provide for my family. That's a fact. Anything that don't grow strong grows weaker. Everything, including business, even spiritually speaking. Every day your soul living, every year your soul living, your soul is not getting stronger, it's getting weaker. Weaker means dying. So nothing stands still. It's either moving forward or moving backwards. But my cliche is get it, get it, get it. The faster you run, the further you stay away from death, the further you stay away from bankruptcy, the further you stay away from failure. Keep it moving. Keep it moving. Don't take chances. Are you with me, saints to God? So here it is. Uh, I said that twice, didn't I? Uh, first of all, I think we use Hebrews chapter 3 already. Uh, and listen to what he's saying. Consider the apostle and the high priest of your faith. That's Jesus Christ. It's a high calling. You're called to a priesthood. I'm going to show you that emphatically, undeniable, irrefutably for the preponderance of scriptures. Every one of us. I'm going to talk like, I'm, like everybody in here is just mature. And if you're not, you'll catch up with me. Even you kids can get this if you choose to. If you don't get it when you have an opportunity to give it, what you heard, you held accountable for whether you understood it or not. Did you know that? God judged by what you should have known, what's been exposed, what's truth in the earth. Those are held against you. You're judging yourself worthy or unworthy of eternal life. But the, in the dispensation which we live in, the bride is not made up. Brother Michael, I'm not just here for just life. I'm here for life more abundantly. That's talking about the first resurrection. A never die message for the soul. That's our message. I'm just for a resurrection, I can do that out in Babylon. I can do that out in religion. I can do that with people not serious about learning. I remember, you all, how many have been with me more than 15 years? But you have heard me say that if you don't want to learn, go somewhere else. These last 27 months, Tony and myself, no, I don't say that no more. Well, if you might not be a bride member. I'm thinking, well, Lord, somebody got to get a resurrection. But don't you think that way? But I'm regulating my mind. Don't be hard. Don't push everybody. Everybody not going to make the bride. If you're not going to make the bride, then why are you here? We're here for the bride, aren't we? That's what we're here for. This is law school. This is where you learn the laws of God. 
Thank God. Boy, I feel me coming back. That's me. <laughs> no, I really feel my hair going back. I shave my own head. I feel it coming back now. I mean, even naturally, but I'm going to grow a fro to remind me that uh, my hair growing back. Listen to this. Well, if hair growing back means that's where your strength was, Samson. And trying to be nice and not being offensive, I shaved my own strength. Listen. Wherefore, holy brother, this is not everybody. This is the holy brethren, partakers of the what? Heavenly calling. What's your heavenly calling? The first resurrection, the priesthood. That's your heavenly calling. You consider the apostle. He's the originator. And the, don't you get this term into what? The high priest. There's only one high priest, and all the rest of us are just priests. And the ministry itself is the Leviticus, I mean, it's the Aaronic priesthood if you can follow it. But it's all priests. All the tribe of Levi was set aside. All of them, and as Brother L.J. pointed out, it was to teach the nation of Israel how they was to be priests. When I say priests, they was to be mediator of the Old Testament to the people. And so, saints, you learn enough to become familiar, but don't learn enough to be able to communicate it. So when you testify to somebody, you got to bring them to a minister. You got to bring them to a brother. That's not what God's after. It is not. You should be able to take the word of God. You don't have to go to the same dip of exp exp explaining it because you don't have to explain it to as many as people. But whoever you'd run across, whatever God put in your path, you should be able to take them down through any subject that they have a question out of book, chapter, verse, and let them see the simplicity. You don't have to understand everything, but the simplicity that's in Christ. That's your priesthood. I'll let you see it. I didn't make this up. Okay. And so who's your high priest? Christ. Now let me tell you about your priesthood. You can't see there's people out there just trying to get a, a resurrection. And God bless their soul. God bless your pitiful soul. You're in a time that you can make the high calling. You're in an opportunity where you can become a priest of God and all you want to do is be, a, be served. God bless your pitiful soul. Everybody can't get this. What is the fifth chapter of Hebrew? No man take his honor upon himself, but he that is called of God, even as Aaron was. When God calls you for this high calling, brother, you didn't take this. God's the one that bring you to the, uh, the body of Christ where there's a bride message. You can say body of Christ and all you see is religion. If you got a choir, you're just a religious. If you got flattering titles, you're just a religion. If you got a paid priesthood, you're just religion. If you got Sunday school, you're nothing but religion. You got children's church, you're playing church. There is no children's church. My God. Oh, that's just entertainment. It's religious entertainment for the flesh. If you got mothers in your church, the church is the mother. Everybody else is sisters. Get that out of Babylon. And if you're Jacoby said, if you smell like a duck, if you walk like a duck, if you quack like a duck, if you swim like a duck, what are you? You can say I'm a, you can say I'm a rooster all you want. You don't see roosters in the water. Roosters are scared of water. Let's keep reading. Okay. No man take this honor. What honor is this? Of being a priest. No man take this honor unto himself, but he that is what? He that is called of God. God, if he brought you to the body of Christ, he called you to a holy calling. He called you with a heavenly calling. He called you to be able to rule and reign with him as priests. 
and as kings or rulers for a thousand years. To be his bride means to work with him. A wife's job is to work with her husband. When you manipulate him and you con him and you whine on him and you keep crying to him and you bullying him, he got a spouse. He don't have a wife. That's a big difference. Every female is a spouse when you're married. It don't make you a wife. Big difference. You have to qualify for it to be a wife. How do you qualify for it? You're mature enough that you're not so selfish. You're mature enough that whatever my husband's doing in God, I want to do likewise. I'm by his side. Wherever he go, I go. Watch my wife. She was telling me this morning. She said, I can't keep going to uh, St. Morgan staying a whole week with you. I'm going to come home. I have too many responsibilities to catch up. I never asked her to go to St. Marcus. As a matter of fact, at first she told me she wasn't coming. And I didn't worry about that because I know her. Every way I walk, she, come, she may say I'm not, but she'll be right by your side. And, uh, and that's just a fact. She said, my mama's sick and my mother's age, and I can't be coming. I, I never answered her. Next thing I know, but she was looking for housing with me. So I said to myself, I thought she wouldn't come. But no, she's, she's, a, she's a wife. She learned to be a wife. I married her. She was a spouse. But she learned to be a wife. The two became one. My burden is her burden. My vision her vision. She's not going to be anywhere but by my side. That's my wife. When you're a bride, member of Christ, you're going to be by his side. You're going to follow the land whatsoever he goes. He's going to go places you're not going to want to go. But I, God, let's go. But you see people qualifying for that. Jesus Christ, uh, they was trying to stone him and kill him. And... Uh, uh, he was back in. He was back over in. Uh, and uh, he's back over in uh, uh, Caponia. And then, uh, my God, he said, "Listen." They told him and said, "Lazarus, your friend is dead." He said, "Let's go right." He said, "What? The Jews of Laban talking to stone you, and you taking what? Going back?" They say, "Let's go die with him." They was by his side. They thought they were finna die literally, honestly, but they was by his side. They could have stayed. But wherever my husband is. He's my head. That's where I'm going. That's what the bride would do. Are you following me, saints? You got to see this. I want, you to, I want you to see it. I want you to see it with your eyes. And listen, you see the high priest, which is a picture of Christ? Whatever he did, that's what the priest did. They worked with him. See the Levites, the rest of them? Their job was to assist the priest. And the priest's job was to assist the high priest. Are you with me, saints of God? Let me let you see it. Uh huh. Uh, go to First Peter. Let's let's nail this down first. We went over this with the brethren, so with the with the Bible said First Peter chapter two. Uh, let's pick it around in the fifth verse, sixth verse. I know time is running out, but we out here. Let's let's not worry about it. take me off the clock today, the last day of the year. Let's break some bread. Is that all right, saints of God? Let's chuck the huck. Let's get the hus out the way and get down to the germ kernel of the Word of God. This is a high calling. Everybody isn't called for the high calling. Everybody is not. But I try to look at people anyway with their Israelites, spiritually speaking. But my job, my job is to work with those who have a high calling, those who have a high calling, the priesthood calling. And then you're right, brother. We can go over these scriptures. God give us time. The 21st uh, chapter of the book of Leviticus, Leviticus has to do with the priesthood. It gave you the qualifications. I, mean, I want to run through them and nail this down first. But there are qualifications. Even Christ, because he was officiated as a priest, he couldn't start till he was 30 years old. I mean, you had to be a certain maturity. You couldn't be immature. 
What do you mean immature? Selfish, self-centered, self-serving, self-pleasing. When I can't have my way, I pout. You're a child. When I can't have my way, I don't lend my spirit. You're a child. You're immature. You're not, you're not even close to a priesthood till you get to a certain measure. 30 years old is what they did naturally just to show you something spiritual. Every other priest had to be 30. You couldn't touch it. Now, at 25, you could begin to prepare. And the ones who was 50, they had to step out of the priesthood. Their job was to teach those who was 25 until they got to 30, giving, and showing you how you minister in courses down in the Bride of Christ. You don't just a whole thousand years, you in every situation. No. When your, when your course come up, you minister, and then you step back. Amen. My God. I ain't getting ahead of you. Uh, here we are. But ye as what? Read with me, everyone. Somebody don't read at home. Let's read today. But you as what? See, that temple that Solomon built had dead stones, but it still was a dwelling place for God. But this temple here is made out of lively stone. You have the baptism of the Holy Ghost. You who was dead in trespass and sin, have he quickened, brought you alive. You're a living stone. You're a living stone. You're to build up a what? Not a natural house like Solomon built. Not a natural house like Zerubbabel rebuilt. No, this is a spiritual house. What do you mean spiritual? Heavenly. So we don't have a lot of fleshly entertainment. Nobody playing no music behind a minister. I'm not a violent man, but I'd have to break your fingers if you did. I'm not singing naturally. I'm singing the song of Moses. I'm singing the song of the Lamb. It's the word of God. I don't need your harmony. Don't be strong. When you're playing music behind the minister, you're pumping up their flesh. You're psyching the people up. You watch, how many have seen the movie? I, I, like, I don't know about you. You know, when I watch television, it's got to be one or two. Either got to be a good Western. He's called them shoot 'em uppers when I was a boy. And they had a certain kind of music. Or it had to be one of them... Uh, one of those drama movies, suspense. And the music gets your, gets your, gets your mind right. Well, you know something to happen. You can feel it. And, and your suspense is building. That's that music. It's not what you're seeing. It's the music. You ever watch Gunsmoke? You ever watch it? Dun, 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 dun. Well, you know what's going to happen to music. It works you. Come on now, saints of God. And it's the same thing in a, in a, in a spiritual setting. When they start strolling that music, bro, well, you say, oh, I feel God. No, you hear that music. Grow up a little bit, you say, you know what? I don't want to work like a dog all my life. Let me give myself the education. You'll get that, you'll get that but until then, you're a dishonorable child because you're not maturing enough. Now, my granddaughters, they all love school, but girls mature faster than boys. People don't like to learn. You have to be taught the desire to learn. The desire, because if not, your feelings going to always end up in the saddle. Then you start trying to follow God about your feelings. And thank you right. Oh, I got good sense like everybody else. God ain't dealing with your senses. He's not. Dealing with your spirituality. How much of the word of God is in you? Here we go. You're build up all kind of house. I can't hear you. He's talking to the people. You are a, you build up a what? Spiritual house. Look what he calls it, a what? 
I want you to write it down, a holy priesthood. Why he put holy there? Because the nation of Israel was just a natural priesthood. It was just a natural priesthood. But this is a holy priesthood. It's a spiritual house. Listen to this. To offer up what? Spiritual sacrifices. What's the spiritual sacrifice? It was quoted here today. Present your bodies or what? Living sacrifice. Holy and acceptable unto God, which is your, just your reasonable service because it's high calling. Watch. Go down to verse 6. Are you getting me, saints? I'm, I'm just getting started. Wherefore, it is also contained in the scriptures. It's talking about, it's quoting, what is that, Isaiah 28, 28, 16. Uh, lay in Zion. Zion is a synonym for Zion. Zion is just the city of David. It's Jerusalem. Uh, I lay in Zion our chief cornerstone. What does it mean? This is what you got to measure by. The cornerstone is what you take all measurements by. He's a chief cornerstone, but watch this word. He's also elect. That word elect means chosen. Now on that, he's precious. Precious to who? Let me explain these terms to you. Elect is what you are. You are called the elect of God. That's what you're called. Then you're precious. Precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of his saints. That means dying out to your flesh. Listen to this. And he that believeth on him, that's you and I, shall not be confounded me, will not be made ashamed. We actually believe that we can overcome walking in shoe leather, that I'm exercising my priesthood while I'm living. He's not going to take you one day you walked on this earth uh, uh, with some earthly calling, or you just the earth, and all of a sudden you're going to be a heaven. No, sir. If I'm not walking in this now while I'm living, I'll never be a part of the bride of Christ because I didn't grow into my priesthood. I didn't grow up enough. Let me just see it. I don't, don't please don't believe me. Verse 7. I want somebody to please question me on this. Wherefore, unto you which believe he is precious, but to them that disobedient, the stone which the builders, that's talking about the nation of Israel, those preachers, those ministers, the stone which the builders disallowed, they rejected him, and they still rejecting him. They don't believe that the gospel enough is enough to hold people. You need singathons, and you need pumping the flush, and you need music, and you need flattering titles, and you need Sunday school, and you need to hunt Easter eggs, you need to put up Christmas trees. They don't believe that the people of God can hunger and thirst enough after righteousness that you don't need no patch of trees, no entertainment, and still be knelt down. They don't believe it. It disallowed the same as made the head of the corner. Now verse 8, that's what I was trying to get to. But you didn't believe verse 5. So let's see what you see, think about verse 8. There's two witnesses. Verse 8, please. A stone of stumbling and a rock of offense, even in which stumbled at the word, showing two different kinds of people, being disobedient, wherefore they are appointed. Verse 9. This is one I need. Let's nail it down. This, and we'll move on. Verse 9. But you are, I want you to get this, you are a what? What do you mean a chosen generation? That's a 2,000-year generation from the time that Christ come until the time the bride is reaped. And there will be no more bride calling. And so you are part of that. While you're living, you're part of this chosen. You that word chosen mean elect. This has never been before. It's never been before. There's never been a bride calling. Abraham didn't hear it. He never heard it. Isaac or Jacob, not till they resurrected Matthew 27, 52. This has never been before. You are part of this chosen generation, 2,000 years. What, let me hear you say it, everyone. I didn't hear you. What? 
Why did he use the word royal? Because it's not natural. This is a royal priesthood. It's something special. Not when you make the bride, when he called you. If you grow up enough into it, get to your 30 years old, if you're not crookback, and crookback means, brother, look at your background since you've been here. Are you skimming and scamming? Are you pouting and kicking? And are you manipulating? Are you starting and stopping and hitting and missing? We gotta look at your background. What have you done since you've been here? Are you sowing discord and walking in strife and envy? What do you do when you correct it? We gotta look at your back. Leviticus 21, he couldn't be crooked back. You gotta be somebody to stand upright. Had the blood applied to his right thumb. Mean you can handle things right. The blood will be put on the tip of his right ear. Mean I can hear the word of God right. That blood will be put on his right toe. Means that I can walk, I can handle, I can hear right. Amen. My God. He calls it a royal priest. Look, I'm gonna hit that again at 21. I'm gonna mean touch it. I ain't through. Not only could it not be crook back, he couldn't be flat nosed. You know what flat nose means? You can't discern nothing. You know, you think everything's the same. Church is church. It don't matter where you go. Church in your heart, or aren't you pitiful? I just don't want to tell me that church is in your heart. I said, my God, I've been here all those years, and listen to what you're saying. I didn't say it to them. Sometimes my heart just grieved. I'm scared to say anything because I'm trying to, well, at least I was, I'm trying to watch my speech. If you'd have caught me 24 months ago, I would have said, thou fool. But I don't say it. I say, you ignoramus. You Michelle, you might just tell me and say, Brother Brown, you can't say that. You can't tell people to shut up. That's what we say, shut up. But the saints told me, say, Brother Brown, that's offensive. You can't tell us to just shut up. I just say, be quiet. Say, what you say is provocative? Sorry. I hadn't said it in many years. Oh, y'all told me, I'm not trying to provoke nobody. She had an issue when I called people ignoramuses. So I stopped saying ignoramus. But they're still ignoramuses. What's an ignoramus? An ignoramus is somebody who chooses to be ignorant. You're willfully ignorant. And that's Bible for that. Peter says that first Peter, uh, second Peter chapter three, this they're willingly ignorant of. You're ignoramuses. You choosing to be ignorant. Somebody giving you light and you won't want it. Ignoramus? I, I stopped calling people that though. <laughs> you are chosen. Let's not only could it be flat, flat. How do you you can't see you can't see burning? You can't see something stinking. <laughs> But you can smell it. Doesn't mean flat nose, you can't discern nothing. Then you couldn't have a scurry in your eye. Leviticus 21. A scurry in your eye means you got a favorite, you got a spot. You know, this is your, this is your favorite. And I might have had a scurry with you, Sister Janita. You might have been my little favorite. But I'm, years ago, I'm telling on you now, you devil you. <laughs> oh, because I treated you different than I treated the other boys. I, I did. You know where that come from? My mother messed me up. Did I tell you how my mother was sad I was born, a boy? She had a, my older brother's a son. And she said when she saw me, she told me this, I born on the steps. I was always in a hurry. Didn't get home to the hospital, get to the hospital. And I was on the way to the hospital. She was on the way with me. And I was born on the step. She said when she looked at me and saw I was a boy, she started to put me on the step. She told me that. And I said, well, Mama, why you want a girl? I said, girls are sweet. And uh, uh, she gave me this rhyme. How did he put it? Girls is made of sugar and spice and everything nice. Y'all heard that? Yeah. And so in my mind, I just me and my brother, we never had no sisters. But I was told 
pearls are sweet and sugar and spices and it messed my mind up. So when I had my little little girl, look what I got. Just a female, all them devils, it's just a female devil. That's all she was. I told her, don't you touch her. Don't you put your hand, boy, you out of your mind. I will wear you out. And boy, she felt empowered, picking at him. I knew she was picking at him. And you apologize? Oh, I'm talking to the congregation. I'm making a point. You devil, you. <laughs> I'm, making, I'm making a point. I'm making a point. A devil is a devil. What is a female? Love? And look, all males got these issues. Fathers partial to their daughters. That's just a fact. And don't feel too bad because females are typically partial toward the male. Boy, it's just a fact. Uh, it is. And we grow up with that handicap. And so we let them get away with everything. And they get married with the same mind. They get, they spoil them. Mama spoil them. Daddy spoil them even more. And they get married. And they think they're supposed to always just have their way. I, Brother Ram, I apologize to you. I guess this, this is my year. To, I told you but when you're married. Remember sitting in my office? I say, listen, I didn't raise you needed to be nobody's husband. I raised her to be my daughter. My daughter. You remember me telling you that? I'm sorry, Brother Ram. I should have raised her better. I should have told her one day you got to submit to a man. You got to follow him and honor him. And you can't just cry and have to have your way. So she cried, she had a way with me. I know she was making a fool out of me, but it sure felt good. But look at you, had to inherit that. But I prayed for you, said, Lord, help him. <laughs> <laughs> and, 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 you know, and it just, it's a weakness we have. You know how many times you need it? Well, you know, she brought you to me. And I told her, you're wrong, Janita. He's right. She told me, I'm not coming to you no more. I said, why? Because you always taking off a rum. I'm not taking a rum. You just always. She was spoiled like that. So she went to Brother Mike. Brother Mike told her what was right. She ain't going to nobody. She wanted to stay at the office. Yeah. Try to tell you from the beginning, stay at the office. If you don't want justice and judgment, don't come. I'm sorry, G. Am I, am I hurting your feelings? You'll be all right. Here we go. But listen, saints of God, they couldn't. Listen to these priests. I want you to live. This is the same thing applying to you. The same thing, it, it couldn't be broken-handed. You know what broken-handed means? It means that you can't handle situations right. You're broken-handed. You make a bad situation worse because you pet and flush and you get into feelings. And so you and I, spiritually speaking, we have to meet these qualifications, male and female. Let me go a little bit further. I don't want to stop here. Brother LJ quoted, go back over to the, uh, Exodus chapter 19. And this is what God always had in the earth. He always needed somebody to represent him. And usually it was just a righteous lineage, but now he wanted a nation. He wanted a whole nation that he could show his, his wisdom and his, his understanding and his laws and his justice. Listen, talking to the nation of Israel, I'll go back to verse 4, I think it is. I brought you on eagle wings to himself. You have seen what I did unto the Egyptians. I judged those who was oppressing you. And I bared you on eagle wings and brought you to myself. Look what he's telling them. I want you to watch this carefully. Verse 5. Now, therefore, and this is the same condition to be a priest. He's talking to the whole nation. It's for you and I. If, therefore, if you would obey my voice indeed. His voice is his statues, his judgment, and he speaks through human instrumentality. It's the New Testament ministry. But you got to be this and keep my covenant. And you shall, I want you to watch these words. You shall be a what? 
Uh, you, that's the same thing you read over in, in, uh, in, in Peter's. Same thing. You shall be a what? Peculiar treasure unto me above what? The whole nation. The whole body of Christ's message is to be priests. People say body of Christ don't have a clue. They don't have a clue. It becomes just another non-organized organization. God have mercy on us. But thank God there's still an elect in it. There's still some people with an understanding of vision. Let's keep reading. And I'm above all people, for all the earth is mine. You're going to have dominion over it. Verse 5, verse 6, verse 5. And you, sh everybody read with me. You shall be a what? Wait a minute. Who's he talking to? Israel. You shall be a kingdom of priests. This is before he even set up the priesthood. Exodus come before Leviticus. The priesthood's not even set up. The whole nation was going to be a priest, but he needs someone to show them how. Everyone who's called with this heavenly calling is going to be priests and rulers, but he needs someone to show you how. So the ministries are first partakers. But we all have to do the exact same thing and do an exact, I have to overcome, you have to overcome. I have to learn the laws of God, you have to learn the laws of God. I have to judge justly, you have to judge justly. I can't have diver weights, you can't have diver weights. I have to rule my nasty, foul, rank spirit, you got to rule your nasty, foul, rank spirit. I got to reconcile men back to Christ, you got to reconcile people back to Christ. I hammer it home. When you say the bride of Christ, you're talking about one who's going to work with Christ. Christ is the high priest. You're going to be a priest with him starting now, not when you die now. If you're not a priest now, you won't be a priest then. You will not be in the bride. Make, say it again. Make your calling and election sure. This is a heavenly calling. Everybody can't hear it. Everybody can't see it. Everybody's not willing to do it. And that's all right. If you want to sleep a thousand years, and I was telling somebody, I was telling Nadia, these kids scared me. They don't get up to like 2 o'clock in the evening. I said, Sister Nadia, I said, whatever you do, you make sure you make the bride. He said, why? I said, you don't slept so much, there's no way you can sleep a thousand years. <laughs> You're going to keep waking up. You're not going to make it. Make sure you make the bride, girl. I get, you, you got too much sleep already on the earth. How do you sleep at 2 o'clock? They don't go to bed till about 3. That tell me you live through the thousand years. Anyway, let's keep reading. Listen. <laughs> the, listen, but can you see this, saints of God? You shall, this is Israel of old. You shall be a kingdom, to be unto me a kingdom of priests, and a what? They never became either one. So they was disallowed. And Christ, when he came on the scene, he began to make a cry. Come unto me, all you that labor and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. That's still the requirement. And learn of me. That's still the requirement. And then you shall find rest for your soul. It, it, it's, it's that generation was given a bill of divorce and put away, and he called another nation to be a holy nation, a royal priesthood. The calling is the same. Are you following me, saints of God? Okay. This priesthood. There was only one, like to the fifth chapter of the book of Hebrews, there was only one who did not have to offer up sacrifice for himself. But look what he says about this priest. It's the same thing for you and I. 
he had offered sacrifices for the people, but first for himself and then for the people. Let's read that. Is that the fifth chapter? Yeah, he had the first for himself uh, before he could present anything else. Go back to, uh, let me read all the way down. We read the first verse. Let me pick it up from the first verse again. And I want you to see this precept. You can put, I want your eyes on this. So it don't mean you're damn. You can live a good, clean, moral life and do what's right. And after a thousand years, you might find a resurrection. You might get eternal life. But that's not our focus. That's, that's not our message. That's not even our calling. He didn't call me here to the body. I don't mean it's a affiliation. He didn't call me to the body of Christ so I can just get a resurrection. It's the first resurrection. It's the priesthood. And you have to walk in it before you can be granted it. Yes, come on, Brother Rock. Good to see you. I ain't seen you in a while, son. Come on, come hold my neck. Brother, I'm the only spiritual father you got. Brother Prebos, God bless his soul, he's gone. You all like, I'm all you got, son. Go ahead. I see your beautiful wife back there. Where is she? She stepped out? Accommodation room. Yeah, accommodation room. All right. Um, from the body of Christ, we know that uh, uh, there's going to be, that's why I, um, they teach me. Like we're gonna be have like more um the priesthood you're talking about, the like the ministers, uh when we say we go to heaven stuff and we're gonna have like uh stars that uh, um shine brighter than another one. Uh let's say on first Corinthians fourteen, no fifteen, 15, 15. verse starting for fourteen to uh, 41, 40, 40 to 41, yeah, and you said we, uh, we have only one um, higher priest, and then everybody going to be the same, but this is not they teach me, I wanted uh, to like, yes, give sir. more credit. I appreciate that. that. In First Corinthians chapter 15, it's talking about the resurrection of the dead, and he's first trying to show you the difference in the gifts on the earth. We say one star differs from another star in glory. Every minister is called a star. A star gives light. It's just like a sun. And they differ. For instance, you look at Pluto, uh, which is really a planet, uh, but it shines. What's the Venus? Pluto. It shines like a star. But they're all different because they have different signs. And even our star, which is the sun, we call it the sun, is pale in comparison. Some, some stars is 100 times bigger than ours. And so, uh, let, I want you to think I'm making this up. Uh, uh, Matthew chapter 24, immediately after the tribulation of those days, that's the, uh, the destruction of Jerusalem. He said, the sun shall be darkened, and the moon shall not give a light, and the stars shall fall from heaven. Those stars are the ministers. That's the church falling away. They understand the New Testament is going to fade. In the Old Testament, if you, if you can't see the sun, you sure can't see the moon. Then the stars are the ministers, and so they fall from heaven. Then over in Judges, talking about Caesarea and how the stars, how they minister in courses. That's talking about ministers. So stars in the Bible are ministers. That's not bride members. That's on the earth. One star different in glory from another star. I'm giving a condensed portion of it. But that's not talking about third heaven. And a minister's not, if I'm a pastor here, I'm your father in the gospel. I'm the father of this church. And the bride of Christ I'm nobody but just a priest. Same thing you are. On this earth, I'm a father. I'm the only father Janita ever had. She don't have a stepfather. She don't have another father. I'm her father. When we obtained through the bride, 
That's not my daughter. Here I got my father. There I'm my wife. She got the greatest husband on the earth if you ask her. And I agree with her. So here I'm a husband. When I obtain to the bride, it's a priest. I won't have a wife. I won't have a daughter. I won't have grandkids. I'm, I'm a priest, nothing else. I'm no greater than the other ones, and I'm no less than the other ones. If you want to see that, you go over to Chronicles. Uh, when David set up uh, the, uh, the priesthood, there was 24 courses. One priest was no greater than the other one. They just all ministering courses. And so I know that teaching it sounds good, but it's not Bible. I can take the time and show you. I quoted some scripture and let you read them. But no, there is no big eyes and little you's. I heard, I go further than that. A dear brother teaches if, you, if you're a pastor and you, you've got two churches, and you're going to bride of Christ, you're going to be over more cities than the next guy. Yeah, brother Lineker taught that. I ain't talking about the living. He's gone now, but he believed that too. The bride of Christ is not going to be over cities. It's going to be priests. It's going to be kings, rulers, and priests for a thousand years to clean the earth up. And once the earth is cleaned up, that Christ himself, because the feeling never touches earth again until the earth has been purged of all sin. Your job is to get it ready to be inhabited. And then the, glory, the kingdom of God is going to be with men. This will be God's third heaven. It will be on the earth. Not in the sky, on the earth. The meek shall inherit the what? The earth. It'll be cleaned up. This will be the throne of God on the earth with men. His habitation will actually be with men. And so the bride is to get it ready. If you have a, if you have a fellowship, Brother Michael, now you do your part. But your wife, know that you're going to have a fellowship. She helps you clean up and get it ready. And so that's what Christ is going to do for for eternity. And so the bride getting it ready. We got guests coming. The rest of the, the, rest of the in-gatherings coming. And so you clean the earth up for 1,000 years. This work is one. What's wrong with one? Well, I got to be more than somebody else. I'm not satisfied with immortality. I got to be bad, bad. Well, my immortality is better than yours. I'm a bigger star. No, brother, not so in God. We have all things common, not in common, common, more than enough for me. I said, well, what's the benefit of being a priest? Why can't you just wait and get a resurrection the rest of them? Because they taste death, and I didn't. You'll never taste death. That's called a hundredfold. My God, what a wonderful hope. And so we do it now. We don't wake up and overcome. We overcome now. We're called, the Bible used the term, we're the first fruits unto God. Jesus Christ was the first fruit, and the Bible said we're kind of the first fruit. In other words, we like him, but we're not the first fruit. He's the first fruit. He's the first overcomer. Yes, that's that, that's that sheep offering. You got it, brother. Amen. Are you all following me? But a good question, though. I appreciate the, I honestly, God, appreciate the question. I'm familiar with this. I'm no knobs. I've been around, heard a lot of it. But the question comes down to this. What can we prove out the Bible? What does sound reason looks like? Jesus had 12 apostles. You want to see it in operation. All those men took up their priesthood on the day of Pentecost. Who was the greatest among them? Nobody. Not a one of them was greater. You say, what about Peter? 
Peter was the first spokesman among many among equals. He was no no greater than him. You'll find him submitting himself even to James, who was not one of the original twelve. You'll find him submitting himself to Paul, who was one born out of due season. And so there, he said, yea, all you be subject, what? One to another. Go through the Bible. There's no hierarchy. There's only one high priest. That's Jesus. All the rest of us is priests, and that's more than enough. Amen. I appreciate the question, though. Uh, do I need to go any further on that? Did I clarify that? And so when you're saying the bride, what you're saying is I'm going to be in submission to one, which is Christ. That's what you're saying. It's like you would expect your wife to be one with you, take on your name, your attributes. Your wife should act like you. She should know what you would sue in every situation. Even if she's not persuaded of it, she'll do it because you're her husband. And she'll have the right to ask you, why are we doing this? Why are you talking like this? Why are you going this far? Your job is to persuade her. Let her see who you are. Who I am is not important. She's married to you. I'm not trying to I'm not trying to pastor your wife directly. I pastor your wife through you. It's your job to make her like you. You should be like me. As Paul says, uh, be ye followers of me, even as I am also of Christ. And that's every brother. I try to pass you through your spouse. That's pass the sisters through the husband. If the husband won't step up, I may have to get involved for a moment. But I don't want to stay there. I don't want to stay there because you have to be your head. Just like Christ has to be our head. So hence is the Christ. Here's, here's the bride. Amen. I'm going to stop. Is, you, is that enough on that? Can you see it though? No, you can't. Go to Revelation chapter 14. I, I, you're too slow by on the head. I know I can look at you. You're, have, you're still confused. Go to Revelation chapter 14. Let's, let's pick it up in the first verse. I'm going to make sure you see it. This is the difference between the order of God and the order of man. One can produce first fruits. The other one cannot. You can produce something, but you can't produce first fruits. Come on, read it for me, please. I want you to watch this carefully. And I looked, and lo, a lamb stood on the Mount Sinai. You know who the lamb is? Who's the lamb? That's Christ. Christ. Behold, the lamb of God which takes away the what? The world. He stood on the, the Mount Zion. Uh, the Mount Zion is talking about the city of God, the body of Christ. But he wasn't by himself. Look what happened. And with him, 140 and 4,000. It's not an exact number. That's showing you 12,000 times 12,000. That's a governmental number for 24 courses is how it's described over in a Chronicles. And that's, uh, that's the bride of Christ. But they're set up in courses. Having their what? Father's, Father's name. They only have one father. father. The father is talking about Christ. I'm, I'm talking about God. He's the everlasting father. His name means his nature. His name means his representation on their forehead. They think like him. They react like him. Their spirit is like his. His name is written in, not on, but in their forehead. And that's what the problem with Israel. They had a forehead. Was that, I mean, Jeremiah 3, but it was a whore's forehead. That is, they sold themselves. They sold themselves for popularity, for money, for esteem, and, and so on and so forth. They, they sold it. They sold it. Uh, but we have our Father's name written in our forehead. Revelation 3 and 3. I'm sorry, Jeremiah 3 and 3. Write it down. I'm not just quoting. Uh, this is not Burkana. This is the Bible. Keep reading. Verse 2. Verse 2. And listen to this. John said, I heard a voice from the spiritual setting. 
as the voice of many waters, as the voice of a great thunder. Okay, that describes Christ, and it describes the great thunder is God. Who can thunder with a voice like his? I can give you many other scriptures. And I heard the voice. Oh, this is the bride members. They're called harpers. I heard the voice of harpers. What is harpers? They're giving a sound. What are they doing? They're harping with their harps. They, in other words, they're blowing a trumpet and they point out a vowel. They're, uh, they're harping. I can hear the sound. It's time, it's time to judge Shreva. It's time to judge Homer. I can't say what I, my great-grandkid is there. Now here is a good little granddaughter, and then now at the end of the hour didn't come, and her kid didn't, she got a daughter, and the kid didn't make it. I can't, no, I can't do it, Lord. It won't be so. When it's time to judge Homer, now if your grand, if your child or your grandchild not say, I can't be no respecter person. But that's my great granddaughter. You don't think like that when you in the when you serve. You don't think that way. There's no diver weights, there's no diver measure. There was a message and they didn't hearken. We had to clean this earth up. So here comes a vow. Okay, let's keep reading. Verse 3. I don't get off subject. Verse 3. And they sung. Everybody can sing this. They sung as it was a what? A, what do you mean a new song? There had never been anyone that ever overcame before the bride. This is a new song. It's a song in the Bible. It's a message. Read Deuteronomy 32. And uh, he said uh, he gave Moses a song. But it was a message. They wouldn't harmonize it. I wish the people who play music would stop that. A song in the Bible is a mess. Anyway, let's keep reading. Before the throne, that's what God said. And before the four beasts, that's all the overcomers around the tabernacle and the elders. No man, here you go, no man can learn that song but the what? Brother, nobody else can sing how I've been redeemed. I never taste death. Because these was redeemed from the earth. Can you see that? No one else can sing that song. But the overcomers. Now in verse 4. I hope I didn't lose you. I want to get this. This is what I'm trying to get down to. These are they which was what? Not defiled with church systems. Not defiled with that whore that sits upon many waters. She wasn't contaminated. She didn't have women in the ministry. She didn't have Sunday school. She wasn't hunting Easter eggs. She didn't call preachers by flattering titles. I'll tell you about this dear brother Pastor there in uh, St. Marcus, uh, he don't mean no harm. I couldn't stop that guy from calling me Pastor Leo. I couldn't stop him. And what's wrong? If I am a pastor, which I am, I'm not your pastor. But he wouldn't. I said, won't you call me Leo? I'm going to call you Bill. He said, okay, pastor. <laughs> but you know he finally caught on? I'd rather be Leo than take on some flattering title. Please don't do that to me. Don't, don't call him no flattering title. Why, Brother Brown, 32, Deuteronomy, I mean, uh, 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 Job 32, the last two verses. My maker sold me not to call men flattering titles. If I do so, brother, you'll soon take me away. If I'm on a, I'm, well, take me away from what? From my call and my priesthood. I'm defiled with women. Read it. If I know not to give flattering title for in doing so, my maker would what? Calling women mothers, calling men bishops, reverend, most reverend, left reverend, right reverend. Those are flattering titles. Jesus said, you all, what he said in the 23rd chapter of Matthew, you all brethren. Don't call men pastor, uh, 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 he says, father and rabbi. Don't use those flattering titles. You're pumping up flesh. 
for God. So they wasn't defiled with women. They didn't do those things that the women out there are doing. But these are what? I can't hear you. What? I'm going to tell you another word Paul calls it. These are chaste virgins. They want to be virgins. They're keeping themselves unspotted. Let's finish. These are they, here we go. These are they which follow the lamb where? I can't hear you. Wheresoever through the hills. Do you know God has to bring every one of us through some fire? That's the only way your spirit can be made right. You cannot be perfected without fire. The New Testament church was birthed in the fire. You have to go through things. It has to burn the dross off of you. Nasty attitude. And you don't know what's in you. If you was cooking something, if you was dealing, trying to purify gold or silver, what caused the infirmities to come up? Fire. You don't know what kind of spirit you have until you've been tried in the fire. He said, I've chosen you out of a furnace of affliction. That's the fire. All that suffer God, all that live God in Christ, Jesus must suffer what? That's the fire. Woe unto you when all men speak well of you. You're missing the fire. You have to go, you'll see what, what's in you. Do I fuss? Do I complain? Do I pout? Do I withdraw? What did I do when I'm hot? Does my spirit get nasty and rank? Or do I gossip and get back at somebody? You can't be saved no other way. You can't make the. How did they do it in the first century? That church was birthed in the fire. It was birthed in the fire. And so what God does, the fire is what purifies your spirit, show you what's in you. I'll give you a scripture, and I'm going to get back to this. I want you to see these things. I want you to see these things. You've got to see it biblically clear. Think it not strange concerning 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 12. Think it not strange concerning the what? Why you try, which are to what? As though some can't get around it. It's called the baptism of fire. You can't get around it. Amen. I say just embrace it. Just embrace it. I hadn't always done well. Until the guy plucked a cigarette on me. I didn't think the Lord's no fire. I thought this man was out of his mind. Picked up a stud and started chasing him. The Holy Ghost told me, you can't. I dropped the stud. Took the test. I passed that one. There ain't no social promotion in this. Took the test again. Man called me an idiot. Wouldn't get off my property. Right before I know it, I laid hands. And I want you to know, I cast the devil out of you. Cost me a hundred bucks. What happened? How did it happen to you, brother? I didn't know it was in me. I didn't know I would actually put my hands on enough heat. You'd be surprised what's in you. My striker? My umbrella? Oh, say my pattern of living. Mr. Morton, God forgive me. Please don't let nobody call me on my name. <laughs> but the right amount of fire, you'd be surprised what's in you. So now when I'm heated, I make sure I'm at least an arm distance and a half away from anybody. Just in case. I won't be so close to anybody no more when I'm heated. I got to step away. In case I'm not what I think I am. Oh, you don't have problems, huh? You don't know what's in you till you get hot enough. Then watch your spirit. It'll tell who you really are. It'll tell you who you really are. Well, I didn't hit nobody because you were scared to. If you could, you would have. God weighs the spirit. And that's what the kingdom of God is, where the spirit of just men is made perfect. How are you made perfect? Through the things you suffer. 
what you go through, show you yourself, your attitude, your conduct, and your, your will. Oh, God, help us. I said, help us, Lord. It's the spirit of just men, what? Men mean mankind. That's not a gender. Made perfect. Don't defile your priesthood. Amen. I said, amen. Did I finish that, that chapter? These are they with Father Lamb, whatsoever he goeth. Yes, sir. Brother Gene. Brother Gene, how you doing with your priesthood, sir? Just working so well to make it right. Sir. Are there people in your neighborhood? You have neighbors? Yes. Are you trying to reconcile them to the Lord? Anybody? Yes. And the question I had is um, the Revelation 14, they say, le, le nom du Père et le nom du Fils. The name of the Father and the name of the Son. It's going to be written on your forehead. In, in, in the French of the Creole, it says both. That's still one name. Yeah. It's, it's one name. Therefore, I bow my knees to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named. It's just really one name. Baptize him in, uh, how you said it? You uh, said baptize in the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Ghost. That's all one name. And then, of course, uh, Jesus said, repent and be baptized. Not Jesus, Peter. Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name. And then give three in the name. It's all ones. That's the Father's name. The Father, the name there means his nature and his character. That's all in Christ. It's his teaching. And so Jesus said, I came in my what? Father's name. It's one name. Now we're on one level. The said, different d'après question frère not posé a pas bien different category étoile that there's not going to be a difference in the stars mais gagner 144000 when you when you obtain through the bride you won't be no more stars stars on the earth to give light yeah that's something altogether different we want light give light thank you and so you won't longer be a star. Uh, by the way, I can prove what those stars are. It's another subject. Uh, the Bible calls them wandering stars. That's ministers who don't stay in the orbit where God put them. They want to be on television. They want to be something else. Those are called wandering stars. Then it talks about fallen stars. These are angels that can keep their first habitation. Oh, go ahead, sir. Et après, je crois que Apocalypse qui parlait de myriades et de myriades, ça qui sortit, qui lavait robio, qui vient blanc. I believe in Revelation, it says that it talks about the saints who wash their robes that become white. Est-ce que yoga même niveau avec et, et 144 000? Are, the, are they on the same level as 144,000? Yes, let me answer this and then I'm going to stop. Everybody who obtains to eternal life, not just immortality, will be on the same level. Every one of them will be overcomers. Everybody has to overcome. The difference is the time frame in which they overcome. Now the bride has not been consummated, so you overcome in this span of time, your priesthood is with the Lord. You overcome after the thousand years, you still have to overcome, but you don't get to be this priest. You don't rule and reign with Christ for a thousand years, but to have eternal life, Everyone has to overcome. It's just when. 
that everyone, did I say everyone? Everyone. Any sin in my life, the wage of sin doesn't change. It does, it's, no, it's not subject to inflation. It's not subject to deflation. It doesn't, the wage of sin doesn't increase and it doesn't decrease. It's death. It is death. But you don't have to die. Thank God. He said he tasted death for every man. But we do have to overcome. Are you with me, dear saints? Okay, look, time is far spent. I know that's a lot. Can I but, add uh, something? That's not the Lord. That's me. Oh. <laughs> no, I knew that wasn't the Lord. I knew I, that boy. I saw you looked around. Yeah. <laughs> when Brother Gene asked the question, um, I know you was talking about stars earlier. <laughs> we're no longer, there will be no stars, but we'll be a part of a chain. Well that's so it's no longer about being a star. You know, a star is a sun. Correct. In Revelation chapter 21, uh, 22, he said there'll be no more sun. The glory of God's going to light it up. So you, there is no stars. I'm going to just use that scripture to support it. He can be the light of that city, be the Lord. So there'll be no more sun, be no more stars. Amen. God bless you. Are you grabbing these things? And those of you who are married, when you get home, have your husband explain it to you again. And if you're not married, Sister Alice, I'm talking to you, and you call one of us. Make sure that you can get it. I want you to get it. I want you to know it. It make you, as Brother Greg quoted, it make you understand your calling, that you would make your calling and election what? I'm too immature that all I can see is me and what I want. I disqualify myself from the priesthood or from the bride of Christ. I want to put it. I'm disqualifying myself. Remember what Paul said, no man take this honor upon himself, but he that is called of God, even as Aaron was. God has to call you to this heavenly calling. Thank God if you're here today, he, had, he, he called you. Now what we do is up to us. Because there are priests he called, and he slew them. Remember Nadab and Abihu? They was priests, weren't they? But what did they do? Of strange fire. They had their own ideal. They had a better way. They died for that. Amen. I said, amen. Let's keep it clean, saints of God. Let's keep it clean. Let's do it his way. Thank God we'll get his reward. Love all of you. God bless you. I told to write it down for, for years. <laughs> just, just listen. But please remember Sister Darlene. Um, still recovering. She says she's feeling better, but she still has some symptoms. Um, she's not doing well. As we are doing better, not out the woods yet. Um, Sister Vanessa, give me the slow head shake. Uh, but let's keep it, let's keep her in prayer. Also, Sister Chandra isn't feeling well. Been self-medicating, from what I understand, making teas and different things like that. Keep her in prayer. Brother Rick is actually in San Marcos. Sister Tabitha is in San Marcos, uh, and also Brother Charles did text that. He has the flu, so keep him and his family in prayer. Uh, that's all the ones that I have. I didn't want to uh, forget to mention people who gave an account of themselves. Brother Vincent is dealing with COVID. I did speak to him yesterday. His body was hurting, so just keep him, keep him in prayer. Sister Rachel Lee, Fort Lauderdale. Oh, he said either one, uh, but keep. She's in Florida. There you go. Uh, she's in, in South Florida. Let's remember Sister Sh uh, Dama. 
still having some health irregularities. So it's, it's causing a little trouble. Not a little, it's causing a lot of trouble. The Lord give her wisdom. Take care of ourselves and do better. Do what we know to do. And I just pray for the Lord to heal us. Speaking of which, uh, wait, okay. It's, I was going to say it later, but I'll do it now as we praying. Brother Brown did mention some people didn't read their Bible, so we read scriptures on the wall. Also, some people didn't finish the Old Testament. I'm not going to discourage you. Not even going to mock you or ridicule you. Won't do it. However, be honest with yourself. While you was reading the Old Testament, you said, oh, this is the Old Testament. It was the new. I would finish it. Old Testament is hard to read, right? Which has been granted. Starting January 1st, which is tomorrow, we will start reading the New Testament. So you're snared by the words of your mouth. You said if it was the New Testament, you, you, you would have finished it. You would have stayed on schedule. You still need to, but at least read, read the New. Right? But see yourself. Hide not thy face from thy flesh. So um, it's an appetite that has to be developed to want to read the word, uh, to continue to read the word. Other than that, we always have excuses, always have things to do. Um, we make excuses. We do have a schedule. They're on the table, the um, foyer. I'm also going to send a uh, copy out on WhatsApp, so we will have it. Uh, that will be sent out today. And there's a schedule, a reading schedule. I believe it's, uh, it's eight chapters plus a proverb. Seven chapters plus a proverb. You'll be finished if you're on the schedule. Finish the schedule. I believe it's finished February 2nd, February 3rd, right up in six. Oh, read a couple more. Finish early. But February 6th, so not strenuous. We usually would do it in 30 days. We, we've allowed a couple, couple days to make it a little bit less strenuous. Um, but some, but sometimes strenuousness is what causes growth. People don't grow being comfortable. Uh, then while we're reading, we're going to also fast and pray and read. I think we're able to do all three. I believe we can read the word of God. I believe we can pray and we can fast. We don't have to do two and not the other or one and not the other two. Let's be complete. Uh, so it is a fast. I did, Brother Brown said 28 days. I had put, I think I sent it out February 2nd to January 31st. I know it's 29. Some people like to count. Uh, but uh, they, they, they counted those days. Go ahead, Sister Pam. Uh, you're standing up. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. Uh, so we're starting our fast on Tuesday, which is perfect anyway because Tuesday is the church fast day. And so... Uh, supposed to be fasting anyway on Tuesday, but we're going to go from the 2nd to 28 days. I count it to the 31st, <laughs> but let's do right. Let's do right, but we're going to read, stay on pace, stay on schedule, whether that means getting up 30 minutes early, 45 minutes early, or staying up 30 minutes, 45 minutes. Let's make sure we stay on pace. Let's go together as a group, as a family of God. Uh, we don't want to leave anyone behind, but it takes a willing heart. Um, any others? Uh, prayer requests. Thank God, Sister Pam, looking wonderful. Uh, 
Sister Tiffany came out for a short period yesterday. It was wonderful seeing her. Uh, let's keep praying. She still has soreness and stiffness, and she's still recovering. But it did do my heart good to see her for a couple couple minutes yesterday. Let's keep Sister Tiffany in prayer. Uh, any others? Uh, the prayer request, let's remember Brother Mike Nelson. Please don't forget Brother Mike Nelson. Uh, he's praying for the Lord to do something for him with his, uh, with his sight. Uh, we want to keep him in prayer. Sister... Lil Randy's mother, Tori, that's her name, right? Tori, Lil Randy's mother is still in the hospital. Needs prayers. Alice is requesting prayers for her. Also, if we will, let's pray for Brother Michael Freeman. He's not on Zoom today. On Sunday, he makes a brother's meeting. Then he's on St. Marcus. They're doing Zoom now. We can give you the links. Life for you all, you can go back and watch their meetings. Yes, sir. Also, we've been praying for Brother Michael Nelson, Michael Freeman. He's trying to find employment. He felt the Lord dealt with his heart to move to the St. Marcus area. We're in St. Marcus City. We're going to be working in the area. South Austin is where we are. Those are suburbs of Austin. And so he's looking for a job. Let's pray God, open up a door. Uh, he want to move. And uh, looking here, and I told him before he make a decision, I'm not telling people what to do, but come look at the area. He's already familiar with the area. He's there. He started the church that's in Round Rock, Sister uh, Alice. He's the one that initially started. And so uh, it's a great tool. He loved the church there, loved the gospel, loved the explanation of it. But let's pray for him. Feel the Lord to move to St. Marcus. Is wonderful. As soon as we can replace the brothers who's gone, fill those slots that we don't walk with the link, we'll be free to move some more people if they want to. I'm not telling them to move, but we're still suffering from not having Jacoby. We hadn't recovered from not having Cato completely. So until those slots are 100% full, no, we're not moving no one else out this assembly lawfully. We always got renegade do what they want to do by fighting you. But we're going to wait until this church will not walk with a limp while we work in there. We're not going to do it. Right. It's the Lord. Bless the Lord. Make it rich. And he what? He added no sorrow. So we shouldn't be sorry. So until those slots are fully full, we're going to close camp, close rank. Let's heal from that dismemberment, not having people we've grown to depend on here. And we'll do it again, if God willing. Is that all right, everybody? So in the meantime, my sister Lisa, you got to stay here. Can't move. Also, Brother Brown mentioned it, but they do have, they being uh, St. Marcos, have Bible studies on Thursdays. And because they're Zooming, um, you're free uh, to get on. But the same, the same rules apply there, the same ministry. So if you're going to get on, you have to show your face. Don't get on just to listen. Be a ghost. But you're getting on to show your face, show your support, to participate, to back, uh, be a, a source of strength. Uh, that's no different than how we've been operating here. Don't get on Zoom, participate, show your face. If not, podcast. 
Uh, they don't have BossCast, so if you want to listen, if you want to hear, get on Zoom, but take the time to attire yourself properly and, and dedicate yourself. Um, it's not mandatory, but it would be nice uh, to show support. Um, not that we're anything of ourselves, but that's our brothers and our sisters. So I'm sure they would love to see a familiar face. Look up on the screen and see. Um, but any any others? All right. If not, let's remember uh, this. Not making a big to do, but we know the Lord do recognize years. But this coming year. New year that's approaching us. We have to keep our mind girded up as a people. And forgive me. I hate to rush. I need to stop. I have to stop exactly. Every year God gave us a path to travel. This year, I didn't get into it because of the question. Lord put it on my heart. Let's perfect our spirit. God give us some grace. I'll talk on it. Perfecting your spirit. And what you're praying for, you're asking for fire. But Lord help us to perfect our spirit. Every one of us. Every one of us. Is your spirit perfected yet? Mine's not. I'm asking God to give me grace to perfect my spirit. And by the way now, perfecting your spirit don't mean you're trying to be diplomatic. You talk to the Pharisees, Sadducees, Essenes, they would have told you Jesus got a bad spirit. Because he's railing on them and they need to be railed on. But you're not trying to justify yourself. It's not, I'll stop. We'll talk about it later. But what we're going to do this year? I want you to keep that while you're praying. You want to find out what's in your spirit. What do your stomach start growling? Find out. Uh, holding meetings longer than what's in your natural mind, that's perfect your spirit too. And we, we have to grow up as a whole. I'm not talking to anyone individually. Uh, I see teachers over there, they'll tell you the bell don't dismiss you. I do. But sometimes we have in our mind going to get out at 1.30, and then after 1.30, we shut out the rest of the meeting if we're here. Or if we're doing even in-home Bible study, we usually stop at 8.45. What if it go to 9.15 and 9.15? Get, get the good out of it. Uh, so that's part of growing up and perfecting our spirit. That's free. All right, let's go before the Lord in prayer. <laughs> let's remember this upcoming year. Let's remember these prayer requests. But thank God we're going to have the victory. Are you looking for Are you looking for Amen.
is cleanup team number four. First show meeting will be on Wednesdays, February 7th. I think Marco meeting in on February 9th through 11th. Amen. Um, the Saints, you all did hearken. Most did text me, except for Brother Richard just said, oh. But uh, <laughs> for those that still uh, haven't told me if you plan on going, please let me know. Also, um, for anyone who's not, you know, 10 o'clock, not your bedtime, I am having something at the house this evening. You're, you're welcome to come through. Um, we're st the younger people are starting at 9, um, but we, we want, you know, if you, you need to get your nap, we'll open the door at 10. Uh, but just kind of letting you all know. Also, this is something we've been doing pre-pandemic. We did it every year. When the pandemic happened, we stopped doing it. And so this is actually the first time we could have a coming into the New Year's together fellowship. Uh, nothing, nothing heavy. Things gonna be breakfast food probably because that's the tradition. All traditions not bad. Uh, get you some waffles and a and a grit. And uh, be happy. But uh, it's more about fellowshipping and bringing in the year together with the family of God. So if you're able to pass through, you're welcome. Uh, 310 Lakewood Drive. I knew it when you said where. Maybe it's Brad Bookshop. That's it's not it's feel free. So it's not not uh, a requirement, no pressure. I understand. That's it. Um, we did not pray for the food. Oh, we did. Okay. Oh, my, my apologies. Right. Band practice. We resume collectively in February. Sister Janita will be sending out assignments. When we come back, we want to be better than we were at our last practice. So we will get assignments. We're going to work on them, not just the band but the voices as well, we have to climb up higher. So take right. this time to either catch up on your reading okay. if you miss something during the week, it's not off time, or practice. Yes. Well, let's all please move into the dining area, please. Um, you are dismissed.